Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and today and all week we are talking about finding hidden assets in your real estate portfolio. Yesterday, we had a conversation with Mr. George Ross about finding hidden assets, and George is such a gem. I just love the time I get to spend with him. His wisdom, his depth of insight is just second to none, and I really cherish every minute I get to spend with him, so it's just awesome. If you missed yesterday's episode, you definitely want to go back and listen to that one. Today, we're going to focus on something that is not traditionally thought of as a hidden asset, but it can be. What we're talking about are easements easements and rights-of-way. A right-of-way is something that is recorded on title as part of the deed. There's a couple of more categories of restrictions, deed restrictions or covenants, that can also affect the use of a particular property. And it's the interplay of these covenants, easements, rights-of-ways, and so on, in combination with zoning requirements, meaning these might be setbacks and uh, various entitlements associated with a property, That's where the nuance lies, where you can create value. That's where you can create a hidden asset. So let's look at a very common situation that happens all over America. You have a very large parcel of property, and it gets handed down to the next generation as part of an estate. Typically what happens is that property then gets subdivided. And in that subdivision process, some parcels of land often end up inaccessible, meaning they are not necessarily fronting on a road, on a public road. The way family members often deal with this is by creating a private road or granting a right-of-way. But sometimes that right-of-way doesn't reside on your own property. It might reside on the neighboring property. So your own property may not have the access. Fast forward 50 or 100 years and you start to look at the layout of the land and you say, well, how did this piece of land get subdivided in such a way that it's landlocked and it becomes inaccessible? Well, I can tell you these situations happen all the time. In fact, we're dealing with one on one of our projects right now, very, very similar to the situation I've described. So you might acquire a piece of property that is landlocked. It's not accessible from a main road, and you may consider that piece of land to be virtually worthless because it's inaccessible. You can't really develop it unless you can get access to it. But what if the neighboring property has an easement? Or what if you can negotiate an easement with the neighboring property and in so doing, create a multiplier on the value of the land that you're either looking to acquire or maybe have just acquired? The reverse situation is also true. If you can establish a deed restriction or a covenant on a neighboring piece of property, that could restrict what your neighbor can develop. For example, you might designate an area to be a conservation area, and that could either be permanent or it could have a particular time period associated with it. It might be a conservation area for, say, the next 50 years. If you know that's the case, that can affect the way you would develop your own property if you know that nothing is going to be developed either behind or next to you for the next 50 years. In major metropolitan cities like New York, for example, another type of restriction is something called air rights. and This is where you physically own the volume of air above your building or perhaps a cone surrounding your building. This gives you the ability to ensure that someone's not going to erect an 80-story building next to you and cast a massive shadow on your building where you can no longer see the sky. And then finally, another form of asset that is often not visible to the naked eye is something called mineral rights. When you purchase a plot of land, you may believe that you own everything on that particular plot of land, and that may or may not be true. It's possible that the mineral rights for that particular piece of land have been separated from the property and either sold or leased 
independently of the property. At the core of this entire discussion is a different way of looking at property, a different way of looking at a particular project to see are there hidden assets, are there things that are simply not visible to the naked eye that either enhance or detract from the value of the property. As you're thinking about your real estate strategy, keep this in mind. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.